You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Acts, Chapter 18 After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius, Justice, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews of Corinth made a united attack on Paul and brought him to the place of judgment. This man, they charge, is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to them, If you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. So he drove them off. Then the crowd there turned on Sothenes, the synagogue leader, and beat him in front of the proconsul, and Gallio showed no concern whatever. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Sancrie because of a vow he had taken. They arrived at Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it's God's will. Then he set sail from Ephesus. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up to Jerusalem and greeted the church and went down to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately. Though he only knew the baptism of John, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. When he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed. For he vigorously refuted his Jewish opponents in public debate, 
proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Messiah. So this week we find ourselves here in chapter 18 with Paul departing from Athens and going to Corinth. And while in Corinth, uh, he has some help come alongside him with Silas and Timothy, but he also encounters some confrontation from the Jews in Corinth and receives a lot of pushback from them. So it's interesting to see how Paul reacts here when engaged in mission, but also facing adversity. Yeah, the part that I loved, um, yeah, th- that he he did, he was faced with adversity. But the thing that stuck out to me was just a few verses um, after after he says, I'm shaking my, you know, basically I'm wiping my hands clean of you guys. I'm out of here. I'm going to go somewhere else where I'll be received. Um, he, he gets a word from the Lord. And it says really in verse nine that he gets a vision from God where it says, do not be afraid. Um, but speak and do not keep silent for I'm with you. And it's like, man, the voice of God, you know, reverberate through all of the stuff that is happening. And then it says that Paul stays and sticks around in Corinth for another, I don't um, what, year to six months, a year and six months. And I'm like, wow, for someone who, for someone who was getting ready to, you know, basically wipe his hands clean of a situation after getting that confirmation from the Lord, um, you know, sticking around for a year and a half, I thought that was pretty epic. One of the things that I find in this account that is really meaningful to me is that God's not afraid of conflict and confrontation. And uh, in fact, Paul, his um, original call, like his first call was to the Jews, right? To preach to the Jews. But then um, he finds this sweet spot amongst the Gentiles and we see this encounter unfold where the very people he had been initially called to, the Jews, they oppose him. And scripture even says they became abusive towards him. And uh, Paul sets an example when he's just like, okay, you know what? Like you just said, Ruth, thanks. But like, they're like, it's not just about you. And he moves on and it says in scripture, which I think is so funny in verse seven, Paul left the synagogue and went, right next door. Like he's just like out the door, in the door to Titius, Justice's house, who is also a worshiper of God. And um, he begins to worship with those people and is received. And then God speaks to him and says in verse um, nine, do not be afraid. Keep speaking and do not be silent. Because I like to picture Paul as this dude that always felt like he knew what he was doing, was resolute, like never made any mistakes. But I wonder like that night when he gets back to like his friend's house and he lays his head down on his like, you know, little Corinthian pillow, if he's like, oh my gosh, like, what have I done? You know, is that just like the worst thing I could have done? And the Lord just speaks to him and says, look, just keep on speaking and don't be silent. And I'm with you. And like, no one's going to attack you. I've got lots of people in the city. And I'm thankful for that because Corinth was this strategic church plant. So because of its geographical location, tons of people would have passed to and fro um, in Corinth. And so the idea of having a thriving, um, worshiping, healthy, um, Jesus-loving community, like that could change the whole world. And so Paul, not being afraid of that moment of conflict or to pivot in a different direction away from the norm, really made a way for that to um, not be hindered, that community, but for it actually to grow. And and I, I, I kind of um, 
cling to that verse as well that both you, Ruth, and, and Heather, you mentioned verse verse 8 and verse 9 and verse 10 when when God speaks to him and uh, you know in my bible I have a bible where the words of Jesus are in red and and then when you get into acts and then when you see the the words of God speaking in red that just to me is such a reminder of the trinity and uh and and first seeing that it's first kind of shocking to me because I'm like wait but Jesus you know <laughs> he uh, is after the ascension and then I'm reminded of, of of this is the words of Jesus and it's the Holy Spirit and the promise of the Holy Spirit and I just think that's so powerful uh and I'm just imagining what that was like for them then and for me that's just extremely powerful and I, I do believe that God speaks that way he speaks to us through visions and the Holy Spirit speaks to us and it's the words of Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.